The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Welcome in, everybody, to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast, brought to you by our friends over at Belly Up Sports. Your host, Chet. We got Wade and Tyler. We're missing Jacob. Backed out last second. He's got some grade A high school men's golf up in North Mississippi, where he's standing in the 30-degree rain and sleet. The coaches, coaches team up, so we wish you luck, Jacob. Uh, kick butt out there. But, guys, how was y'all's weekend? Pretty good. Uh, hoping Jacob can bring back a trophy. Yeah, that's what we need a new background of him. Just a trophy instead of the guitar <laughs> that he's got on his wall. So That would be pretty nice if he uh, got it done in his, I guess not his rookie season, but his first full-time season. Yeah, um, he, he won a few of them in his day. So we'll see if he can get it done and then come back and, and take us on in the whack way. We'll see if we can finally beat him <laughs> this time. Um, but we got plenty to talk about. We got some World Series games going on. Uh, the Rangers are up 3 0. I don't know if y'all saw that game one, but I mean, 11th inning. Uh, I think it was Corey Seager that hit the walk off in the 11th inning. Yeah, um, uh, he had another, another one Garcia. today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Garcia had the yeah. walk off. Seager oh. tied it up. Uh, and then Adolis, I mean, he has just been on fire this postseason. That, that's just insane. I mean, everything that can go right for him has like give the man i don't know what kind of contract he's on if he's up for an extension but based on just the postseason alone the dude needs to raise i think he set the record for most rbis in the postseason uh but it's looking like i mean the ranchers are up 3-0 in the bottom in the bottom of the third you think that you think they get it done guys or are we we're still feeling the diamondbacks tyler what do you think mm. I don't know. This is a tough series. I know it's three nothing right now, uh, so that definitely huge. Uh, the winner of Game Threes usually go on to win the World Series. Uh, so uh, I think yeah, the Rangers get it done. I think that their pitching uh, is starting to come together. You know, their bullpen uh, was definitely uh, not good during the regular season, uh, but Leclerc, Leclerc uh, he's definitely been their closer. Rolled this mm-hmm. Chapman. Uh, so I think that the Rangers get it done. Uh, I'll say in six. Okay. Uh, Scherzer's pitching today, and he's looking much better this time around than he did last time against the Astros, uh, especially with a lead. Um, one walk, one K, not bad, not bad. Uh, I'm still, I'm, I'm going with the Rangers. I'm not flipping. I think, uh, I think it's in Arizona. But if anything from the Astros series, the road team seemed to win, so they steal away two wins here. I mean, I'd love to see a game seven. Right, game sevens are the best. Uh, and any and really in any sport, got NBA starting up game sevens happen all the time over there. Um, uh, but Wade, what do you think? You you flipping your bet, you putting money on the on the uh Diamondbacks, you're gonna stick with the Texas boys? Uh, I just think the Rangers' bats are too good right now, and um, I think that this Texas Rangers team was built for World Series expectations in the preseason, they spent a lot of money on this roster. And they have the star power to get it done, whereas uh, Arizona is more of a feel-good story that, you know, happened to make the playoffs with some really good young players. And I think they'll be back and can contend with the Dodgers in the West going forward. But 
I think that this is uh, definitely the Rangers series. They're built to win it now. Um, mm-hmm. It was great that Arizona stole one game in Texas, but I think the Rangers Rangers will take two of three in Arizona and then clean it up at home in game six. Okay. Game six. So we got two game sixes in game seven. I'm rooting for game seven. Just because, like I said, I like game sevens. Um, and basketball is back. I totally missed that last week when we were talking. Um Tyler, how many games does Zion play this year? Mm, I think that half he plays. Yeah, I think that he plays. Uh, you know, more than half of the season. You know, Bi is already out. He had knee soreness uh, tonight. They're playing the Warriors, uh, so we'll see. You know, it's all about health for this uh, Pelicans team uh, to really reach their potential. Yeah, it's they've made the playoffs or the play in, I should say, um, and it's always been the stars are out. And we've had the young guys shine. So it'll be interesting to see what Zion can do. Um, we'll we'll maybe have to get you get you and Wade down to some games, so some live sports scramble coverage at, at the Pelicans games and go from there. But it's uh I mean, I saw Dylan Brooks for the uh for the Rockets get absolutely clowned by Steph Curry last night. Um I haven't watched any basketball games, just the highlights uh, and I mean he had him in like a spin cycle, dude couldn't even move. Looked like Wade playing basketball at the UREC. I mean, it was just uh, – Dylan Brooks hasn't talked much since. Let's put it that way. He's usually out and there. That takes a lot for him. Yeah, I mean, did you see the first game when he when he was on the court, like staring down the other team, warming up, and they got beat by 35? Like, the, I don't know. He's He he thinks he's a villain, right? But he's, he's a villain in his own mind. He's not actually a villain in anybody else's mind. So. Did you all see the, the courts that they uh, unveiled for all the teams for the in-season in tournament? I did. Oh, yes. What is it? A lot oh, of paint. A lot God. of paint. <laughs> okay. They basically uh, took every team's like primary color and made it the entire color of the court. And then it's got the trophy enlarged taking up the entirety of the paint. Let's see. NBA courts. Starts on the on the Twitter machine. What the heck? <laughs> they went big and bold. It's like how are they gonna do this? And isn't isn't aren't the tournaments like at are they all around the league or are they at one spot? No, it's, no, they're regular season games, I think. It's pretty much like a pool play. So okay. like it's like pretty I think it's gonna be starting in November. And it's just like whoever wins, I think wins like a player gets like fifty thousand each is what I think it is. What? Yeah. It's just a tournament for money. It's just yeah. like a pickup game. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's a, just it's like a an added bonus. Whoever wins gets uh it should money. be for an extra first round pick. That's what I was about to say, or like a guaranteed one seed in the playoff if you win the play in tournament. Or the the in season tournament just out of nowhere. It could be the worst team in the league, but they are guaranteed to make the playoffs and be a one seed. Um, that's pretty wild. So that would be interesting. Have a have a guaranteed like guarantee them to be like the five seed or something. You know? Yeah, I'm looking. I mean, the Pelicans court is neon green and purple. Like, yeah, they're doing a voodoo. They're going to paint that for this. How long does this tournament last? I think it's like only a couple of weeks. So they're going to redo. That's pretty crazy. Well, they're going to have multiple courts. Yeah, I'm just saying that's that's pretty wild. Uh, I'm getting distracted looking on Twitter. All this 
stuff about LSU's players being out. We'll talk about that for the Bama game. But, huh, that's that's going to be interesting. And then the winner gets, you know, some extra cash, lying around cash for the NBA players. Um, huh, well. But I didn't watch much sports this week, and we had some friends in town. Uh, my whoop recovery was an 11% yesterday morning. So uh, I just kind of laid on the couch. We actually watched some Halloween movies and flipped on the Saints game, expecting to see a blowout. Boom. Saints finally get a win, Tyler. Yeah, Matty Ice won't get one of your rants tonight, but what do you what do you think about the Saints game? You happy to see our boys get a win? Yeah, it didn't look good in the first half. They were down by 10, and the defense could not stop Jonathan Taylor or Zach Moss. I know that you uh, ask us uh, yep. who should we start, either Zach Moss or Cam Akers. Well, both, Akers did a, score. both of them yep. got a touchdown, so it worked out. You know, Zach Moss got more yardage, uh, but – yeah, you know, definitely the best game of the Saints offense. You know, Pete Carmichael definitely uh, schemed it up. Uh, you know, a lot of deep shots to Rashid Shahid. Olave is in yep. an absolute slump. That man should have absolutely the dudes get hit in the face. Off of it. Yeah, doinked off of his helmet. Uh, but yeah, they didn't even call that a drop. On, yeah, it uh, should be. The stat uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely a uh, best uh, game for Derek Carr, Alvin Kamara. I mean, of course, you know, the, the one dang year that I draft him, he doesn't get any touchdowns. And then the year you draft him, he's scoring Buku of touchdowns. So good for you. Uh, but yeah, definitely a great win. And, you know, looking at your next two opponents, you know, you're facing the Bears uh, with a guy that's coming out of D2. And then you have uh, a Kirk Cousinless uh, Minnesota Vikings team. Uh, so you'll see if you can. Go 3-0 heading into the bye week uh, and stay on top of the NFC South race. Uh, so they could definitely play their way back in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, have we played Atlanta yet this year? No. We'll play okay, them in the first week coming out of the bye. Yeah, so that, I mean, Atlanta's number one in the NFC South right now. So that's that's a must win, right? And it seems like from a from a team perspective, the Saints are much better than the Falcons. Like, let's be honest. We have more talent. We have a bit. I mean, I was hating on Derek Carr. He's a better quarterback than Desmond Ritter, um, who doesn't throw it to Kyle Pitts, who ha- who Arthur – what's his name? Arthur Smith? Is that their head coach? Yeah. Yeah. You got the uh, top ten uh, drafted tight end on the field, and you put in your second, third string, and you run a, a trick play with your third string, throwing it to the second string tight end. And I started them in fantasy, so – Kyle Pitts is sitting the bench. I, I gave him a chance. He got like seven points. Looks like you need Mr. Janu then. Well, I'm not going to tell you. Well, what league am I trying to pick up? I'm not going to tell you until after the waivers. You'll find out who I'm going after. I already have Janu on my team. so for, Yeah, I, I've got something something working in, in the waiver picks for the for a tight end spot. Um but I know you what you're going to do. You're going to taste some hell and use a cheater tight end. <laughs> exactly. I, I feel I like I should be allowed to do that. Like, whatever I had him, I think it was like the year that I won, uh, he, I put him in as a tight end spot, and he was the starting quarterback in that one game. It was absolutely great. He got me 20-plus yeah. points in that game. Yeah, no, I, be allowed. I, well, I mean, ESPN made him a quarterback, and then they switched yeah. it back. So, you do what you do. Um I mean, I suffered. He should be listed as a running back. He should be have his or own flex. Well, he should have his own designation. Well, tight Well, I guess if they list him as a flex, you can't start him in the tight end spot. Like I'm just saying, like call him a flex. Yeah. Or yeah, you just he should start in place of your defense because he also gets tackles. <laughs> you should give him the points for the defense. And also another, get uh, special teams. 
I uh I picked I swapped out you know the the I was like the Cowboys are playing the Rams. They got Puka, they got uh Cooper Cup, you know, they're they're, they're a high powered offense. I'm gonna pick up the Chiefs because you know they're playing the Broncos. Are you serious? <laughs> are you are you kidding me, Kansas City? Wrong day I mean, for that, huh? The Cowboys get like I, I load up my phone. It's halfway through the fourth quarter and or the first quarter, and they have twenty five defensive points. I'm like, what the hell is going on? They got. Well, you got to pick them whenever Taylor Swift's there. I know. I didn't know Taylor. It wasn't confirmed. I saw the reports. They said she might make it to Denver. She might not. Guess her plane got grounded because uh, Travis Kelsey. I think he still had like a hundred yards. He got me like ten points. Um, but the the Chiefs sucked. Uh, Mahomes. Looked like I mean he couldn't I mean his Sky uh what's his name Sky Moore is that the the wide yeah. receiver he in the end zone wide open through his hands looked like Mahomes wanted to shoot him he was like you've got to be I mean that was to tie the game he was like you've got to be kidding me so uh is Sean Payton he's figuring it out Wade do you still hate him or or is he uh is he your new favorite coach in Denver I mean he's he's figuring it out and Russell Wilson looks like. You know, he can last the year as their quarterback. I mean, if anybody would trade for him, I think they would still take that offer. But, uh, yeah, maybe they're turning the corner a little bit. I mean, this team was not expected to be a seller-dweller. I mean, they weren't expected to be winning the AFC West or even beating the Chiefs. But, I mean, they could, you know, end up at 7-10 and or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, – I don't think I, I agree with you. I don't think Sean's getting them a winning season, um, just because of this dismay that it's in. I think after this season, what is Russell's contract? I know it's probably guaranteed money, and it's like probably five years or something. But yeah, I think he probably has at least two more years. I bet you they wish they had Drew Locke. I mean, he's the man. The man's a genius. He raps during the games. I mean, Russell's just thinking about future the whole time can't you know he can't focus on his wide receivers but the uh the you said vikings they lost their quarterback kirk cousins uh he needs to get on that aaron Rodgers recovery uh method whatever rogers is doing kirk needs to start it immediately if i'm the vikings jay jettas you're sitting out the rest of the season we're not we're not risking anything we're tanking for somebody that we already talks of of getting rid of kirk um it probably affects jordan addison's fantasy tyler he, I mean, I was getting ready to start the man, and now he's – I don't know. He's got – who's their backup quarterback? Uh, Jaron Hall is going to be the rookie quarterback Ooh. from BYU. Jaron Hall, uh, he's a, a BYU rookie quarterback. They also have Nick Mullins. I wouldn't be okay, shocked. Okay, sorry, miss. Uh, but uh, his uh, injury designation wouldn't be till week 10. And, of course, you know, that would be the time that they play the Saints. Uh, so we might see Nick Mullins going up against the Saints defense. Uh, that would be so. pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, not having Kirk Cousins out there definitely hurts pretty much everybody on the Vikings, even Alexander Madison. You know, Matt Madison is uh, definitely involved not only in the running game, but also the receiving game. Uh, so definitely going to hurt uh, Jordan Addison. Uh, but man, Jordan Addison is like one of those rookie. Uh, he's definitely one of the best uh, rookie wide receivers to get in fantasy football right now. Uh, so definitely going to hurt not having uh, Kirk go out there. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of those guys that. Uh, he's getting all the volume. I'm talking about Jordan Addison, so it's it's almost like you got a you got a rookie quarterback or potentially like a Nick Mullins that just want to go to a guy that they know is going to catch the ball. 
Um, just like D Hop and Will Levis, that one's on me. Bench D Hop, he gets three touchdowns, 180 <laughs> yards. Like you seriously, Will Levis? Everybody told me you were trash. Um, I he saw. Still is. <laughs> hey man, he looked pretty dang good. He broke up with that girlfriend of his. She's like dating Morgan Wallen now, apparently. Um, so I guess he's got something to prove in Nashville that he's going to be their guy. Uh, but if I'm Minnesota, I mean, what do y'all think? Should they the trade deadline's tomorrow? Should I try to grab a quarterback or like maybe a Ryan Tannehill? Well, I mean, I know he's hurt, but he's not torn Achilles hurt. Or do you just tank and take Caleb Williams next year? I think you just tank and and try to make this a transition from Kirk Cousins to whoever that rookie quarterback is. And and really, it wouldn't even look like tanking. And who knows, maybe Jaron Hall is the next Brock Purdy and you luck into something. So you, you give him a look. And if he's not it, no no harm, no foul. I mean, it could be like Taysom Hill. He's from BYU. That's I watched him in college. He's not that good. Yeah. Well, he's hope maybe he'll prove us all wrong. Uh, but I don't think Cam Akers is also going to warrant to start on my fantasy <laughs> team going forward. Uh, let's see some other Joe Burrow give the man the Super Bowl. Dead. He's back. Demolished the 49ers. I mean, it was wasn't even a close game. Uh, well, I guess it was a close game, but it, it, Joe Burrow is back. You saw Jamar Chase is like, I told y'all he's coming back. He's back. Um, he's playing with swag. The Bengals look great. Defense look pretty good. Jamar stole 10 catches, 100 yards. Like, I mean, what all you got to do, I mean, you could tell he was the injury was the biggest factor. And that's what we were saying. We weren't saying Joe Burrow sucked. We were saying Joe Burrow was just not Joe Burrow. He, he wasn't Joey B. It, he was Joseph Burrow, the not superstar. Okay, now he put on his, his Superman costume, and he's rocking and rolling. So, Tyler, how do you feel about the Bengals? Yeah, I feel really good about them. You know, that was definitely a huge win. Uh, man, the 49ers, I don't know what happened to them, uh, but they lost three straight, and the Seahawks are now leading that uh, division. Uh, so that's definitely going to be uh, fun to watch to see if uh, Seattle can pull through or the 49ers uh, can bounce back because uh, – they definitely need this bye week. Uh, you know, Brock Purdy definitely looked like his Iowa State self, like I told y'all. Uh, he did not yep, yep. feel like the quarterback that he was. Uh, but, man, very impressed with this Bengals team. I know that the slow start was all about Joe Burrow's injury, you know, being out that much, uh, you know, in the offseason, heading into training camp, and then he missed out on the preseason. Uh, so he's starting to play to himself. But, man, that defense uh, is starting to play to their potential, too. And the offensive line is starting to gel. And then Joe Mixon, he had himself a game against, you know, one of the best uh, rushing attacks in the league. Got himself a touchdown. Uh, so they got a big one on, on Sunday. You know, they got to face off against Josh Allen and the Sun, uh, you know, in the Buffalo Bills. You know, they've been an up and down, up and down team, too. Uh, so this could definitely be a huge factor, you know, with the Chiefs losing. You know, whoever wins this one could definitely be in that contention for a possible one seed. Yeah, the uh, it's crazy to see the Bengals' defense do good when you cut loose Eli Apple. I think he, he was he was <laughs> cancer in the locker room, man. Just get rid of him. Uh, where's and I saw he's playing somewhere now. Um, he's on Miami. Is he okay? Uh, that's interesting. How about Jalen Ramsey coming back, getting a pick, and then Mike McDaniel's was upset because it wasn't a pick six; it was a pick field goal. Um. <laughs> He's he's something else. Mike McDaniel's. I saw some ho- a Halloween costume of a little kid dressed up as him, and they were filming him running across the football field. And the little kid just takes off running. Um, seen some some Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift costumes. Those were interesting. 
You'll see one tomorrow. Hey, Wade, where's your uh, fantasy shirt at? You got got it it nearby? I don't have it nearby. It's in the other room. I wore it to um, dinner with Matt Mallory. You wore it to dinner? What? Oh, my gosh. I took it off. Like I switched shirts, but I showed up in it to surprise them. For those listening, um, his shirt is a it's a pink shirt that says like I suck at fantasy football or something because Wade lost to his wife, who's superior than he is at fantasy football. Um, she would have demolished you if I would have traded her Travis Kelsey, but it was a close game that she still got off the victory. But then you had to wear it to volleyball. So how did that how did that go? Have you worn it to volleyball yet? Well, I did not wear it to volleyball because Elise got secondhand embarrassment from me wearing it. Um, there you go. So you just flipping it, flipping it on her. Get and I said, okay, fine, I'll wear it the next day because we were scheduled to have dinner with Matt and Mallory and um, and Lyndon. And I was like, well, they're all in the league, so they'll find this to be funny. And um, got got some good laughs out of it, but uh, did not wear it in the restaurant. Where did where did y'all go eat? Uh, BJ's. So it would have been definitely should have worn it in BJ's. <laughs> it would have been, been great. That, that, that's that normal. phenomenal. Uh, excuse me, can I get a pazuki, please? Um, also, I, yeah, nobody would have batted an eye in there. <laughs> yeah, no, that that would have been great. Um, you should wear it to Seven Brew when they have some big guests coming. I won't say who they are. She probably hasn't announced them, but big yeah, guests in the future that would be uh, who I want my photo with. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Now you're talking. Um, if you're in the Bad Bruge area, be on the lookout for seven brews. Like a step up is yeah. if you would have to wear it to an LSU football game. Oh, the because well, this is the cop out. Game. I think our least needs to do something about this. This is she copped out. This she copped out. I was yeah. ready to wear it to volleyball, and she was like, "Our team's going to well, judge us." I feel like if you get se- like season swept, then it could take it to that level. That's fair. That's fair. I did oh, bounce back and put up 170 points. Yeah, you did. That you did. Let me check our our league schedule here. I just got a fantasy update. Touchdown! Oh wait, no, 44 yard pass. So it's six nothing right now. What? Oh man, I was hoping I played you next week. Uh, going into the Florida game, and I was gonna say if I beat you, you definitely have to wear it. Uh, Tyler, <laughs> you're gonna beat me. By the way, so unless Sam Laporta starts dominating, Sam uh, Laporta better start dominating. I don't want to lose to Jacob. Well, so Tyler and I are—that's the same situation as you and Jacob. We've got a battle of the lions uh, going on. <laughs> I have Sam Laporta, and Tyler has Mr. St. Brown, uh, Jameer Gibbs, and also uh, their kicker Patterson. Well, yeah, Patterson. Detroit's on the bye week next week, so it's an automatic L for whoever I face next week. <laughs> Yeah, I missed you by a week. Uh, but my team well, Jared Goff's same in the next, same in the other league. You can see and Ra's on the bye. Wait, what? What's up with Goff? Is he hurt? No, I'm just saying that that's my guy. The rest of the year, oh. in an eight man league. That's not very gotcha. good. Yeah, no, you, you got a rough there, buddy. Looks like I mean, you I... need to call up whoever has Tua. Mm, that would be you. <laughs> Hello. We're doing a live trade. What do we got here? What, what do we got? I mean, I'm at this point. I'm we'll have to look at it. We'll have to look at it. No, no, no. You got to do it right now. Uh, here, I'm. I'm gonna list out. I'm. I'm gonna propose the trade. Oh for my you. gosh! I shouldn't have dropped. Uh, dropped Trevor Lawrence. Tre- yeah. 
Mikey picked him up. I saw that because he had, I believe he had Gino. He had Gino Smith, and then I, I believe it was Joe Burrow. He was struggling, and I guess he decided to bench him, but he might flip that and start yeah, Joe Burrow. Okay, so Tyler has Tua Tagovailoa. I said his name right. Uh, Wade would like to pr- propose um, Gus Edwards and Saquon Barkley. I don't need running backs. Yeah, he has a lot of running backs. That was a joke. Uh, how about um, Calvin Ridley? And you might be talking now. <laughs> Rushy Rice from Kansas City. That Maybe. would probably move the ball. <laughs> okay. I, I still have to have people to catch the ball, Chet. That's true. <laughs> well, hey, the guy on the bottom left of the screen is not coming back this year. Uh, and yeah, I should have yeah, dumped them yeah. off to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's Had your true. chance. Um, okay. For Tua, he'll trade you Rasheed Rice and uh, Gus Edwards. Yeah, I would take that, but Tyler's not going to. I'll take Gus Edwards off your hand. Hell, Gus Edwards stole all Lamar's touchdowns. <laughs> That's true. It would give you backup insurance. It would uh, on the goal line. So okay, maybe we got, we'll talk after the you show. Know, Lamar's not getting rushing touchdowns. It's got to be Gus Bus. Exactly. We've got live trades happening here, people. I might uh, happen. Consider that. Yeah. So, um, but let's see other NFL. There's, I mean, like I said, I, I watched Red Zone a little bit in the afternoon. Um, so that was good. Wait, I'm gonna need you to move that way a little bit. There you go. You're back. In, you're back in frame. You were off the camera for a little bit. Oh, look, uh, another field goal by Riley Patterson. Oh my gosh, he had only had seven all year, and then now they can't get it in the end zone. Yep. Against awesome. the Raiders of all teams, like come on. Yeah, uh, is Jimmy G their quarterback right now, or is he out with a concussion? Uh, still? I don't know. Did yeah, he is protocol. Playing. Okay. Jared Goff saw me put that bet on him to throw for 250 yards and two touchdowns. Well, Jared Goff has 154 yards, and 88 of those have gone to Amon Ra. Yeah. Well, I need him to find the end zone. Amon Ra actually was questionable, and I thought I had a golden savior. He he has a sickness, so it's his flu game. Um, Just like Mr. Uh, Rashid Shahid, the Saints that I mentioned, we mentioned the Saints earlier. They all had, they all had like the flu. Rashid, three catches, 156 yards, and two touchdowns. That's, Alvin uh, Kamara said they all had the shits. <laughs> while their team was playing like shit, and I guess they got you know, the shit. Does Olave have that too? Or Olave's just got – I think he's got pink eye because he can't He's got to use the same speed, uh, and you know, when he's not on the field and put it on the field. Exactly. He needs to be driving fast and running fast. Uh, or I saw somebody commented. It was like some some old fan was like, well, he should take that gosh darn visor off. He's playing inside. What an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's got a point. It's a dark visor, and it hit him square in the face. So, uh, can't I guess you can't see what you can't catch what you can't see. So, Tyler, you got your, uh, you got your fantasy football yep. lined up for us this week? Sure I didn't do. listen to you. Um, you well, you said the bench, Rashid, and okay. I was like, damn, what am I doing? I started we on one or two. We can't be perfect yeah. every week. I know, but it ended up working out for me. Uh, my bench D-hop, that didn't work out. Uh, like I said earlier, Will Levis decided to go, like, super mode um, and become – I mean, he played better than he did in, in college. So Yeah. All right, okay. what do we got? I might have to trade for Tua. 
Oh yeah. This was all pre pre planned. No, this was right? not. Honestly, I didn't even think about uh possibly trading Tua, but that would be off the air if we do that. Uh, but let's go on now. It's week number nine. Uh, you know, fantasy football. I've just looked on the ESPN app and they already got their, you know, playoff clinchers, you know. So if you're on the road to the playoffs, it's time to lock in. And if you're really needing of a win and trying to get off of that losing skid, uh, definitely uh, look forward to this. I'm here to help you, give you some advice. So let's go on to the quarterback start of the week. This is an interesting matchup. This is in Frankfurt, Germany, between two high-powered offenses. I know that the Kansas City Chiefs coming off of a so-so game, but I think that they're going to bounce back. I expect this uh, to be one of the best games of the weekend, along with the Bengals and uh, the, uh, the Bengals and the Bills this weekend. Uh, so I'm going to be starting Tua Tungvaloa. Had three touchdowns and over 324 yards of uh, the Chiefs secondary. Has shown their, you know, their growth this season. Uh, but man, they had a rough go against the Broncos. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson uh, was down and out, uh, but three touchdowns uh, against the Chiefs secondary. Uh, so you know, with two of the weapons that they have, Tyreek has been unstoppable. Jalen Waddle also coming off of a big game, and then Raheem Mostert has also been a threat out of the backfield. Uh, so I think that this is going to be, you know, a high score game, probably a 34-31 type of game. Uh, so I think that both quarterbacks will get their fair share. But we're going to be riding with Tua Tungvaloa and the Miami Dolphins quarterback had to get the job done. So he's my quarterback start of the week and what's going to be a fantastic matchup to watch early in the morning in Germany. So let's go on now to the running back start of the week. And boy, I love this matchup. Alvin Kamara going up against the Bears defense. And if you've been watching the Bears defense, honestly, if you saw Austin Eckler, what he did, I think that Alvin Kamara can do the same. Uh, so Kamara coming off of a really big game against a Colts defense uh, that struggled to contain the Saints offense. Two total touchdowns for Kamara. One of those uh, coming on a sensational receiving touchdown uh, to get the job going for the Saints, 59 yards on the ground. 27 fantasy points, that's definitely what you're looking for. And, man, Alvin Kamara is definitely giving fantasy owners a boost. He missed out on three games at the start of the season due to suspension. Uh, he's really flourishing uh, in the Saints offense uh, that is going to be improving down the stretch. And this is definitely one of the best matchups that I'll face all season, uh, definitely going up against a Bears defense, a rush defense uh, that really struggles. Uh, so give me Alvin Kamara. I think, you know, with CMC on the bye week, I think that Alvin Kamara is going to be the RB1. I'll go ahead and say that this week. I think that he's going to be the top fantasy running back at the start this week against a Bears defense. Let's go on now to the wide receiver Start of the week, and this man has been cooking. This is a tough matchup going up against the Cowboys. You know, C.D. Lamb is also coming off of a good game. I would start C.D. Lamb too, but A.J. Brown has really been on consistent mark. I feel like every game that you watch, he's scoring a touchdown. Coming off of a good game, 130 yards and two touchdowns. I expect this one to be an absolute barn burner of a game between the Eagles and the Cowboys. So I think that both of the star wide receivers for respective teams We'll get their fair share. Uh, so give me A.J. Brown. Uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, he started off slow in that game against the Commanders, uh, but in the bounce back, in the comeback against the Commanders, uh, A.J. Brown feasted against that defense. Uh, so, you know, with the injuries that the Cowboys have in the secondary, I think that A.J. Brown will have his fair share. So start him this week against the Cowboys and what should be a fantastic matchup in the NFC East. Let's go on now to the sits of the week, starting with the quarterback position. We're going to be going with Geno Smith. Geno Smith coming off of a not-so-great of a performance. You know, if you're rolling out him 
as your quarterback one. This is definitely not the numbers that you're looking for. Two interceptions, two touchdowns, and only 15 fantasy points. The Seahawks are going into a rough environment. This is a very good matchup uh, for both teams. Uh, you know, the Ravens are 6-2. and two, The Seahawks are 5-2. and two. Battle of first place in their respective divisions. Uh, but this is a tough Ravens defense. The Ravens defense coming off of a very good performance. I know the Cardinals are one of the worst teams in the NFL with Joshua Dobbs as their quarterback. Uh, but Geno Smith uh, can't really trust this offense. Uh, not going to be many points scored between these two uh, very good defenses. Uh, so Geno Smith, leave him on the bench uh, this week and wait for a better matchup. Let's go on now to the running back sit of the week. And it is going to be Najee Harris. Harris has been a very question mark this whole entire season. I know that he had that one touchdown. That was a fluke. I don't think that that's really going to happen one touchdown. anymore anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, but, you know, the, the Steelers' offense is just, you know, you just don't know who's going to be that playmaker. You know, this past weekend was George Pickens. He scored a touchdown uh, this week. Uh, but, don't really like the matchup of this week. It's a very tough one on Thursday night. Uh, so if you got Najee Harris, uh, you got to sit him. You know, it's a Thursday by matchup. Uh, so leave him on the bench against the Titans defense. Uh, their rush defense uh, is one of the most potent ones uh, in the fantasy landscape. Uh, so, you know, Jalen Warren, the way that he's been going, it feels like the Steelers are just slowly uh, increasing his workload and decreasing Najee Harris. Uh, so can't really trust Najee Harris uh, this week, especially against a tough defensive line of the Tennessee Titans. And the Titans are coming off a very good performance, uh, so I expect the, the Titans to come to play once again against the Steelers. Okay, let's go on now to the wide receiver shit of the week. And, boy, this offense, I don't know what's going on, but we're going to bench Christian Watson. Jordan Love, too. Yeah, bench Jordan Love, bench Aaron Jones, pretty much bench everybody uh, of the Green Bay Packers. Can't really trust them. That offense has just gone to poop at this point. Uh, so they got a Rams defense, uh, a Rams uh, defense uh, that needs a bounce back. Uh, you know, they got crushed by the Cowboys. The Cowboys put up 40 points on them. I don't expect that to happen in back-to-back -back weeks. Uh, so Christian Watson only. Three receptions, 33 yards. Uh, like I mentioned, Jordan Love, he's just been off uh, ever since that Saints comeback. Uh, so I probably don't trust anybody. Uh, this is uh, probably going to be one of your lower scoring matchups uh, of the weekend. I expect the Rams to come in here uh, and probably pull off this uh, win. Uh, the, the Packers, I can't just really trust their offense. Uh, so bench Christian Watson. So that is your starts and sits heading into week nine slate of the NFL. You mentioned um, AK, Alvin Kamara, and C probably the number one running back this week with CMC out. Do you see yep. the tweet of this past weekend with their stack comparison since they both come yeah. in the league? Almost identical. Mm -hmm. That is – that's honestly, that shows how slept on Alvin Kamara is, in, in my opinion. I mean, I drafted him in, like, the fourth round of fantasy, and I know he was suspended, but that's pretty wild. Um, they both missed time with injury – so it, you can't say one has played more games than the other. Alvin's probably played a couple more, right? But it's still pretty crazy. How I mean, that factors uh, into your value as a running back is your ability right. to stay healthy. So uh, and not I mean, kick people in the head in, in elevators, punch uh, <laughs> people in the head in elevators. So um, and then also uh, when you were talking about Geno Smith sitting him, the end of the Seattle game with I've never seen. I mean. Uh, they played at LSU. Jamal Adams, like, headbutts the ball to cause an interception, tip drill off his helmet. 
uh, <laughs> and the and the Seahawks take it away and get the win. So that was pretty cool to see. Uh, but let's get to um, some some dog of the week. We'll see if we got any comments coming in for it. So uh, here we go. Who got that dog in them? If you're watching, leave us a comment, Matty Ice. If you're watching, leave a comment over uh, who got that dog in them. Rushing touchdown scored by Josh Jacobs. Thank you, Josh. I was about to say you would uh, like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll pick him. But uh, let's go with you, Wade. Who's who's your dog of the week? All right, I'm gonna go with AJ Brown quietly. I think AJ yeah. Brown has asserted himself as probably the second best wide receiver in the NFL this season. Uh, I know that Justin Jefferson got off to a very hot start, but we all know that Tyreek Hill has been killing it. But AJ Brown is right behind those guys, I think, and at this point, has surpassed Jefferson in most categories. He's got like a three game. Uh, stretch now where he scored two touchdowns in each game and putting over 120 yards receiving in each of them so that's just flat out dominant we haven't really seen that out of anybody in recent years and keep in mind this team likes to run the ball a lot and they have Devonte smith so for him to do what he's doing is is very impressive yeah i mean half the time jalen hurts is doing a little tush push uh, did you see the commander stopped it yeah. yes it stopped it, it on beautiful. the goal line i think they ended beautiful. up scoring the next play but that's no, take take notes, Steve. No, they fumbled it. Really? Yeah. They fumbled it on the next play. They went with the traditional handoff for the first time ever, and Kenneth Gainwell fumbled it. Well, that's why you just got to keep going tush push. But hey, it's a copycat game. league. Somebody will yep. take that and, and work with it, and we won't have the tush push anymore. Well, I think what happened is they had a guy come over the top. I mean, you got your defensive lineman go low with the offense and just have your middle linebacker run through it and hit, hit Jalen Hurts as hard as he can. I mean. That's how Rock Purdy got a concussion. Uh, Tyler, who's your pick for dog of the week? Yeah, before I get my pick, though, I mean, I could have went with Ollie Gordon again. Last week I picked him. He had 280 yards. This week he had 270 yards. So the man oh, has just wow. been absolutely <laughs> cooking for Oklahoma State. But I'm going to go yeah. with a guy that likes to put mayo in his coffee, and that is Will Levis, the quarterback oh, for the Tennessee mine. Titans. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought okay. that you were going to go I think we were all considering somebody, uh, but. <laughs> Uh, you know, you could have went with D-Hop. I'm going to go with Will Levis. So, I mean, what a sensational uh, rookie uh, starter was. Uh, I think that moving forward, Will Levis is going to be their guy. And Ryan Tannehill might as well just pack his bags and head on up north to Minnesota at this rate. Uh, so, 19 for 29, 238 yards, four touchdowns, three of those going to D-Hop. Uh, so, that D-Hop-Will Levis connection is strong. Had Diop in two leagues. Didn't well, start him in either. Let us just start him from here on out. That's because yeah. we bullied you all season about him. <laughs> I know. I know. I was going to pick Will Levis for having that dog in him with his ex-girlfriend in attendance. Said, I don't need you no more, Hope. I'm going. I'm balling out. I mean, the dude, four touchdowns. You can make him like a double dog. Yards. Yeah, well, I got a better one. Mr. Joey B. Joe Shiesty, Joe Burrow. Is back, proven in the world. He's still him. Uh, I think he had an 87% completion rate, only through like four incomplete passes. Um, Jamar Chase always open. So Joe B. Joe B. Higgins never open. Yeah. Hey, he had that one guy worked in there a little bit. Yeah. Eh, um, not what I want. <laughs> he had, it was actually, I think it was the play to T. Higgins where he broke like four tackles from the 49ers D line, spun away, hit him for a first down. So my picks, Joey B. just, I mean, football's better when he's healthy, right? Yeah. Um, so, 
I think I mean, we all had NFL guys. That pretty much wraps up our NFL. But wait, there's more. We got Building That Bankroll brought to you by our friends over on Wolfspread. Here we go. It's time for Building That Bankroll. Cha-ching. Uh, let's check in on our Wolfspread we have to. Uh, competition. In I was NFL. doing so good until Sunday Night Football. Until the Ravens screwed me. Well, while I get this pulled up, if you haven't downloaded Wolf Spread, um, it keeps crashing on my iPad. Uh, it's probably just a me problem. Uh, head on over to the App Store, download it, and yeah, I'm gonna need one of y'all to pull it up because I can't. All right. It. Well, <laughs> as a but, recap, Joe took the cake at six hundred and thirty-four dollars. Nice. I don't Joe's know who you are, Joe. Too. He's got that boost. Oh, yeah, let he, me he, let me rephrase it: six hundred and thirty-four Wolf Bucks. Yes, uh, there we go. Wolf Bucks. Chet had, interestingly enough, 326. Nice. I had 326 until the Bears screwed me over and I Dang. ended up at 106. Okay. So I could have tied Chet. Uh, Tyler kept it at negative 68. Jacob didn't play. And we Where have a new player named Shira. Zero as well. So okay, uh, well that's okay. Well, so, I think I actually saw that if you don't bet, you get minus fifteen hundred. So you don't win if you don't place a bet. A bet yeah. you have to, you have so to, you know, put down even. at least fifteen hundred a week. Ah, All right, okay, that's how they get you. So Jacob cannot win. Money. So ha. <laughs> All right, well then Jacob is in fourth place. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, my I picked four games, five hundred bucks, and I just rock and roll. Right, I, I kind of did that with two hundred dollars. I did eight. Yeah, I should have just two hundred. Put more. I will just put more on the Bengals. I, I placed I the over the money line and the cover. Okay, you hit all three. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good job. Right. Good, good job there, Wade. Um, so, I didn't do it in real life. I should have. Um, this is real life. It's just Monopoly life. <laughs> Uh, so bets this week for the NFL, Tyler, what you got? Let's start it off with you. Yeah, I'm going to go to a AFC versus NFC South, uh, you know, matchup here. Go with the Houston Texans to cover the minus two and a half. I don't know what is going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They look lost on offense. Uh, so, uh, so I'm going to go with, uh, CJ Stroud and the boys to get it done. I'm, this might be biased. I'm rooting for the bucks to just keep on losing. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Texans to cover the minus two and a half. Okay. They're, they're favored by two and a half. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're I'm keeping, I'm keeping tally of this, uh, for when we put out the nice little graphic. So Texans two and a half. Wait, who you got? All right. I'm going to go with a road underdog to win outright. That's right. The commander's money line against the Patriots. There is no reason why the New England Patriots should be favored in a football game. Uh, yeah, they can't move the football. And the commanders, I mean, Sam Howell's playing really well. Um, he's almost worked his way into fantasy consideration. And uh, yeah, I think that the commanders, I would take them as the money line. Uh, you get better odds. I think they'll win this game. But at plus three, uh, you know, you could take the points as well, and even if they lose by a, foot, a field goal, you would push. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, uh, but we're not here to push, Wade. We're here to win money. So, money line push all push. day, baby. Uh, yeah, the only pushing we're doing is on our touches. So, I'm going, uh, it's going to be a shocker because we got two very high powered offenses playing in this game in Germany. 
I'm oh. going Dolphins Chiefs under 50 and a half. What? Because once have you seen a high scoring matchup? Yes, uh, but I like I like because they're not gonna let Mahomes travel with the flu. On, they're gonna deport him. Taylor Swift's not gonna be there. Oh. You think she goes to watch <laughs> no. play in Germany? No, nope, unless her work, unless Does she's she not going have on a world tour, she ain't going to Germany. Exactly. So I'm betting on the under basically because time difference. They're gonna they're gonna show up sluggish. I mean, everybody has um, the Chiefs. I know they just lost to the Broncos. You're like, well, they got to bounce back. But if Taylor Swift is not in attendance, hit the under. If she's there, I'm betting the over. So wait a little bit. All right, see if that line moves. If you're if you're really see if feeling Taylor's under. going, hey, Taylor's bonus going bet. over Cowboys and Eagles, whatever it is. I think it's forty six. Yeah, that's going over too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Cowboys defense is looking pretty nice. I'd probably take the under in the the Ravens. They sold up twenty. That's true. That's true. Forty seven. Yeah. I don't know what um, though. Yeah. So what was it, Tyler? Okay. I would probably say under of the the Ravens and the Seahawks. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I mean the Titans and and the dang Steelers. That's going to be a low scoring game right there. So whatever the under is, probably take that too. It's at thirty five. Oh, oh well, maybe not. <laughs> the Iowa Seahawks game this week is at twenty nine. Jesus, twenty nine. Northwestern. <laughs> they're playing Northwestern. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's at Wrigley Field. <laughs> it's going to be. This could I be think more they can point. only kick field goals going one direction. What? Because there's not enough um, room in one of the end zones to have a field goal post. So they're going to make them like, flip? Are yeah. they, or can you only go? They did it. Direction? Two years ago, they did it so that you could only go one way on offense. And the only way that you could score in the other end zone was on a turnover. That's That's wild. Okay. It's going to be a baseball score. It'll be like well, five or three. They might have fixed it. Was, that was before they did the renovations at Wrigley. I was offense coordinator, stepped down today. Yep. So he didn't maybe. meet the threshold that he had. It was 325 that he had to meet at the start of the season. Not even close. I don't even think they're at 200. He had to have 325 points by the halfway point of the season? No, all the season. Oh, well, there was no way he was meeting that. <laughs> no. Oh well, I don't think they've there. gotten 325 in the span of three years. I don't think if they I'm, got 325 yards. If I'm him, I'm hitting the under going forward in every single game, just betting it. Um, so college football, what do we got here, Tyler? What do you got for us? Yeah, I was between two here. I'm gonna go out west though. I'm gonna go with Arizona plus two and a half. I think I'm gonna take it further in wool spreads. I think that they went out right. UCLA going on the road. If you haven't watched this Arizona team. They are very, very good. They have three losses, but they're coming off of a very good win at home against Oregon State a couple of weeks ago. They beat the doors off Washington State. So uh, this, uh, you know, their backup quarterback is really – He's something else. He's really good. And their defense uh, can get after you. Uh, So I think that UCLA is in for a rude awakening. This is at 930 our time. So stay up and watch this one and make some money. No. Oh. And in, in the evening. Okay. Pack twelve on, after pack dark. Pack twelve after dark. What we, uh, so <laughs> give me Arizona plus pack two and twelve a half before dark. Take it a step <laughs> further to get you some more money. Get that money line. I thought it, I, when you said nine thirty, I was like nine thirty in the morning. What? No. <laughs> Big noon kickoff in California. Uh, wait. Who do you got for us? All right. I'm gonna go with something that seems painfully obvious, but you know Vegas is never wrong. 
I'm going to take Notre Dame to cover the three points against Clemson. I know it's a road game, but Clemson just looks horrible. Notre Dame won by 50 this last week. So, yeah, I think they can win by at least a touchdown. Dang, they're only three-point favorites. That's called a carrot. That's called a carrot. It's dangling right there in front of you, and then Clemson's going to win. It's in uh, Clemson. (laughs) Oh. Well, yeah, I'd still take Notre Dame. Um, I'm going to the Armed Forces Bowl that we have coming up here this this week. Excuse me. Uh, It's Air Force and Army. Air Force is favored by 18 and a half. Uh, after watching Army get shellacked by LSU. Uh, I know Air Force is no LSU offense, but they have a pretty high-powered offense this year. Give me Air Force minus 18 and a half. Yeah, and Army just lost to UMass, so. Yeah. (laughs) I watched enough of that game. And I know they were playing LSU, so you can't can't fault them too much. But 18 and a half from Air Force is ranked number 17, so you know they have to be playing very good to be ranked that high. Um, considering their strength of schedule and whatnot, so I think they're undefeated. Aren't they, they are, eight no. Yeah, we might have make the, uh, New Year's six. They're gonna be a New Year's six. There you go. Um, so that's our best bets. Uh, ride with us, fade us, whatever you want to do. That hurt my feelings as long as you join our Wolf Spreads app, join our league. We're getting uh, wait, what's the update on the college football? We had like twelve people in there. Um, yeah, the college football. Um, we got some more more guests in there, more listeners. So keep keep yeah, it coming. Keep a little coming. bit more action over there. Uh, Joe is a double champion this week. He won that one as well. Nice. And the four of us probably don't need to have a sports talk show. We are all in the negatives. <laughs> um, well, I said my best bet was Florida, so I own up to that one. That was see. That was that's amazing. what I try to do. I was uh, betting on whatever we all. I was trying to ride with the boys. Uh, yeah. I don't know what I. Uh, so I rode with Jacob in Air Force. I think Air Force covered. Florida obviously didn't. Wisconsin barely covered. It was fourteen <laughs> yeah. and a half. They won by fourteen. I was like, please do not kick a field goal or give anything up. Yep, that was a good one, Tyler. That was a good one. Yeah, the Florida one was a bad beat by me. Cutters. And Jacob also finished in the negatives, and Neil finished in the negatives. So Neil listened to us a little too much on the show. <laughs> Sorry, Neil. Uh, Get him find back. out who this Joe fella is and start betting with him because he's winning everything. I think he's the founder of uh, Wolf Spreads. I think that's who I've been messaging on Twitter. Um, so there you go, Joe. You're kicking our butt. He's probably he's probably he's manipulating the numbers, man. He writes the code for the app. Uh, but let's get into some college football talk. We've got a big one coming up this weekend. Uh, Jacob, Penn State looked very bad against Indiana. Uh, so you don't get to talk since you're not on the show. We're not going to talk about them. Uh, but they don't look great. We're a preview. LSU-Bama, big week coming up. Uh, we Of course, we had Bayou Bengal Bites come out today. So if you're watching, go go watch that after the show where we Tyler and I dove in, in, in depth onto that one. But um, it's a, it's a high-powered offense versus a pretty – pretty high-powered defense, and then a very hurt LSU defense versus a mediocre Alabama offense. So it's always the game of the year. It holds the future of the SEC West in its hands because I don't think Ole Miss is going undefeated. I actually think they are going to lose to Texas A&M this weekend. Uh, Bull Tech there. Um, that's my upset pick, so we'll get to, I'll, I'll mention that when we get to the upset picks. But the uh, I think the Tigers' offense is going to be too much for the Crimson Tide. So what do you all think? 
Uh, I agree with you. I called for a big day for Jaden Daniels and Brian Thomas as my X Factor player of the week. And uh, yeah, I think that Alabama's defense is really, really good. I think that their defense actually was kind of their weakness a year ago. So they really have shored that up. But this offense is just very one dimensional. I know LSU has some holes on on defense, but I just feel like if they can get the ball um, enough times and they don't have any turnovers on offense, they'll be able to just keep one possession ahead all game against Alabama. Uh, I think it'll be close. I'm going to go LSU 34-31. Tyler Two touchdowns, Brian Thomas. Tyler has the opposite, but with Alabama winning. It's at least that was his prediction on Bayou Bengal Bites. Mm-hmm. Um, I said – 42-35, and Alabama scores a late touchdown. And LSU we all think it's going to take at least 30 to win. Right. I think it's going to be a lot of points, and we're not talking at 9-6. to six. Tyler and no. I talked about it earlier, Wade, about our favorite LSU-Bama game. Now, you haven't been a part of a lot of them. Um, Tyler said his was last year. I said mine was 2016 when Bama won Oh, you won shouldn't have said nothing. something to see if, if it was oh. – <laughs> Well, when Bama won 10 to nothing in Tiger Stadium, but that's the loudest I've ever heard Tiger Stadium. Yeah, I – I liked that game a lot too. Um, that was my first year at LSU, and oh, that was your introduction. Wait, didn't you go to seven LSU, Florida? That would be the loudest if you did. Well, yeah, that game was very loud too. I watched that one in the RV tailgating lot. Uh I actually wasn't there at the game. Um, but no, the the 2016 game I think was the loudest for me. But sorry, sorry, Wade, talk about when you popped your cherry at LSU. Yeah, (laughs) the 2016 game was was pretty. Pretty badass, uh, but I think you guys are missing a pretty obvious one. It was when Joe Burrow went into Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama, and yeah. I was in Tuscaloosa for that game. I didn't go to the game, but it was very fun to run around the uh, the tailgating grounds of, of Alabama and eat all their food and throw their beers into trees and just cause absolute Be a degenerate. Just be an <laughs> absolute degenerate. We were running the town, and all the Alabama fans went and – Drank up at the bars or, or hidden sorrows. It was pretty cool to be in that town with uh, Alabama losing. Hey, Paul, there's some dumbass kid running around our fairgrounds throwing beer in the trees. If you bring That's up right. the worst one, you already know what it is. Uh, our COVID year when we lost like no, 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 no. DJ, no, 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 no. Like twenty-one, nothing. Uh, well, yeah, I that would, too. That one was bad. <laughs> um. TJ Yeldon scoring. Oh, yeah, that was heartbreaking. I remember watching that as a non-partisan that, fan. I was at that game. That's a uh, that's a rough one. Um, I think it was uh, Jalen Mills that he ran over into the end zone. Yeah, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, Ellis. Who was LSU's quarterback that year? That was Menberger. Wasn't was, so yeah. So Odell and Jarvis were out there. Um. Yeah, that that one hurts. I think the most. That was the worst walk back from a football game to to the tailgating lot that that I've ever had. Um, but yeah, 2011. That one sucked. Well, the '96 game was awesome. The national championship. Sucked. I'll never forgive Iowa State. Well, I'll never forgive Les Miles. Should have started Jared Lee. Half the team didn't play. Like yeah, but if, if Oklahoma State runs the table, we blow them out. In the national championship. Oh, for sure. But I mean, has beens and, and have not. So uh, but no, it, this one's shaping up to be a really good matchup. College game day's there. It's at yep. seven o'clock, prime time, uh, in Bryant Denny Stadium. 
I think if LSU wins, this might be the end of Nick Saban. Hot take. What do y'all think? I think it might be either way. Just because imagine being on top of the sport for so long and then your whole job changes in the final three years of your career. You're a millionaire and you've done everything that you need to prove your worth um, for the rest of eternity in college football. I mean, there's just no reason to reinvent the wheel and, and risk going out, you know, maybe not on top, but you know, you don't want to go out with a losing record or something just because you don't know how to play NIL. Yeah. He, he's not an NIL fan. Tyler, what do you think? He's got some more gas in the tank or are we, uh, we predicting the end of Nick Saban here? I think he's definitely got more gas in the tank, but I'm definitely curious. And whenever he retires, like is Dabo, if you're on true win to be the next Alabama head coach, or is he going to be no. somebody else? Kiffin. Kiffin? Kiffin. It's a much more. I thought about back. Kirby, but he ain't leaving Georgia. It's a safe hire. He's maybe not the best hire, but he's not going to embarrass himself. And he'll keep Alabama relevant. You can't have Alabama fall off the map yeah. right after Saban Bo leaves. Fisher. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. <laughs> they might go back to Bill O'Brien, though, is the uh, underrated move. Really? Well, I'm rooting for Jimbo's job this weekend because I want Texas a to beat Ole Miss uh, for selfish reasons for LSU. Uh, but it's kind of like a best of both worlds for, for LSU. All right. Texas A&M beats Ole Miss. That's great if we beat Alabama. If Ole Miss beats Texas A&M, that just means more A&M recruits are going to be flipping right back to LSU. We just stole stole another five-star line, or offensive lineman from A&M. Um, Jimbo's biggest miss was Harold Perkins. Not a lot of people remember that Harold Perkins was actually committed to A&M, and then he saw, oh, this is a dumpster fire, and why do I want to go live in College Station? He's already from Cyprus. Um, let me go on down to Baton Rouge where I could be a dog and uh, and and just just do what he does. So that'll that'll be interesting uh, to see. That kind of holds almost as much of the SEC West implications as LSU Bama on the eastern side. Missouri and Georgia. Um, that's the two thirty matchup on CBS. What what do y'all see on there? I mean, Missouri Tigers they're they're fighting, but it's just Georgia has squashed everybody that is that has come to play. Yeah, I mean. Coming off of the bye week, I think that Missouri will definitely be uh, fresh and ready to be loaded. But my gosh, I mean, Georgia just absolutely cruised over uh, Florida. You know, Florida scored 7 nothing. We talked about this on SEC Talk. I said to Wade, this is either going to be a close game or it's going to be a blowout game. I think that Georgia really blows out the door here. We've seen this too many times. Like, we see, we saw Kentucky go in there, and they got absolutely blasted. Missouri, they got a good offense, but I just don't think that they're deep. Defense just has the right. answers. I mean, they gave up what? What was it like? Forty-five to, to LSU's offense. I think mm -hmm. that Georgia, even without Brock Bowers, they still have uh, the receivers and the weapons uh, to really get after it. So I think that really Georgia cruises to this one. Yeah, it's, they're going to need a big game from Luther Bird in the third if they uh, if if they want a chance to win that thing. What do you think, White? Yeah, well, it, it's between the uh, I called it fern, between the, fern. Right? <laughs> the hedges. <laughs> Or is it in Mizzou? It's uh, it's in between the hedges in Athens. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I think that yesterday I might have misspoke a little bit on this one. I said that Missouri needs to just come out and sling it and uh, punch Georgia in the mouth. But I forgot about old Cody Schrader. I think that Missouri actually could have the advantage in the ground game here. Uh, 
if you can establish the run against Georgia, that's something not a lot of teams have done. But um, now it's not easy to do. Ray Davis did get shut down when Kentucky yep. came into town. But if you could chew up some clock and establish the run, it's worth a shot. Um, but if, if not, you abandon it quick and you do take that shot uh, to your playmaker, Luther Burden, and you just try to go shot for shot. But uh, honestly, I just think Carson Beck in this offense is too much. I think Georgia can afford a few, um, you know, missed, missed opportunities. I think Missouri really can't. I think they have to hit every single opportunity that they're given. And um, I think that that goes a long way when you're when you're trying to pull off a road upset. So ultimately, I think they fall just short. I'm not going to say it's going to be a blowout. I'm going to I'm going to keep it under two touchdowns. I'm going to go with uh, Georgia winning this one, 37 to 24. Well, Missouri has to play perfect to win, and Georgia, like you said, can have a few slip ups, and they'll probably still be fine. Um, so the odds of them playing perfect very slim. But I'm a sucker for an upset, so give me the Tigers. Give me Missouri taking down the Bulldogs. Well, why, and... didn't you, why didn't you put that pick in yesterday? He's, a, he's diversifying his assets. I, I don't okay, know. I will give you, though. You had a lot of upsets on yesterday's show, so I'll give you that. Yes. He put Vanderbilt on there for crying yeah, out loud. Uh, <laughs> who did they play? Trustin, the Auburn. Auburn. Oh, give me if Vanderbilt. If ever get Trustin an SEC win, it would be against there. Mississippi State or Auburn. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So there was there was a point I was going to bring up. It was about the SEC, but now I can't remember. No, it wasn't. It was about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, and the the the, the scandal just keeps growing and growing. I mean, we have Mr. Connor Stallions, what a name, uh, you know, paying people to go to multiple games and video the. Uh, the coaches, Dave Portnoy was getting so much hate on Twitter this weekend. He was at the Ohio State game and he and he tagged like the NCAA and said, Am I committing a fraud? And he was or uh he was videoing the Ohio State coaches and people were like, Dave, that's not how it works. You have to be, you know, trying to relay the signals, blah, blah, blah. But uh now there's reports that he was giving it to uh teams opposing teams that they didn't want to face in the playoffs giving it to their opponents the signs so that way they didn't make it to the playoffs they're, they're saying that's why tennessee lost um i guess he didn't have any signs on georgia uh well maybe he did because they, they played pretty well um against them but i mean i think jim harbaugh's i mean he's denying everything right but it's no secret that he wants to go back to the nfl so I think he's just going to parlay this as like a mm, cut ties. I'm gone. But I read an article today that said that in the past, um, I don't remember who the coach was, but there was something similar with the suspension and the NFL upheld the suspension. Um, it was like a six game suspicion suspension. Same with one of the players. They upheld the suspension until the suspension was served and then allowed them to coach. So, if Harbaugh leaves, do y'all see that happening? Do you think Harbaugh's leaving? Like, what's I mean, what's going on in Michigan? I think they would upheld the suspend uphold the suspension if he were to go to the NFL because this is a something that compromises the integrity of the game and especially with all the betting that's going on. This right. is not just a college football issue. This is a NFL issue as well. Uh, just like the players not allowed, you know, being allowed to place bets went on company time and all this and Bijan Robinson not being disclosed as a, a sick 
player. I mean, the NFL takes this stuff very seriously. So if they had any idea that uh, there was an organized ring to steal signs, I think they would crack down on it. And I think they would set the precedent by suspending, um, you know, Harbaugh upon his return. If it was something academic related or something recruiting related in college football, I don't think they would care. But this is a, a big deal across all sports. Um, and yeah, I think that he could look for the NFL, though. Um, I don't know which team specifically yet, but there would be a few teams interested. I mean, he's he's had success at that level. And uh, if you were to make the move, it would really just be him saying, you know what, I'm tired of having to answer to the NCAA and just want to do my own thing. Yeah, they had the trouble at the beginning of the season where he was suspended. It's uh, it's really interesting that they had this like organized crime ring running underneath his nose and he had no idea it was going on, um, which is just, you know, he just wants plausible deniability, right? Uh, but Connor Stallions, dude. Venmo can be private. That's where they got you. And he wrote like an 800-page Michigan manifesto. Like, what is this? Uh, Which I don't – it was like how he would take over the team and make it better. So maybe this is an inside job. Maybe he's going to be the head coach in five years. Yeah, maybe this is what's going on is he's trying to get Harbaugh out so he can jump in, but not the way to do it. Uh, College football playoff rankings get released tomorrow, first ones. Uh, there's going to be some mix-up, you know, with with Kansas knocking off the Sooners. Talk about a great game. Um, uh, last second touchdown from Kansas to win that one. And uh, USC's out of it, right? I mean, they barely beat California. I think they were out of it last week when they had their second loss, but that was awful. Hey, they could pull off an upset and really shake things up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they play uh, Washington. Washington. Yeah, so at home. So let's get uh, – Let's do this first. Playoff rankings, top six. Just list them off. Um, Tyler, who's your, who's your playoffs? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I know that the AP is out, uh, but I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Uh, Georgia, they're going to be the number one team. Uh, and there's really nothing else uh, to say any of that. This is where it gets a little bit shaken up. I think that Florida State is going to be number two. I think that I'm a guy on your resume and who do you play. Florida State, I think, you know, they got to win against Clemson. That probably doesn't look too good anymore. But that win against LSU is probably one of the best wins in the country to have right now, uh, depending if, you know, if LSU takes care of business in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Number three, I'm going to go with Ohio State. I think that Ohio State, you know, has uh, some of the best wins in the the country right now, you know, against Penn State. I know that Penn State had their struggles against Indiana, but they're still a top 10 team. And then Notre Dame, that win's looking better and better by the weeks. Number three is Michigan. Uh, if you, I mean, if you look at Michigan's schedule, they don't haven't really played anybody, so I got to dock them for that. They're still a very good football team. Uh, they got some tests coming up. And, you know, in two weeks they have Penn State. They take care of business. Uh, then I can definitely see them vault up. And then they got Ohio State at the end of the season. Uh, number four for me is going to be uh, Washington, I believe. Uh, I think that you know Washington the past couple of weeks. Uh, you know, has been a little dicey. You know, they escaped uh, against Stanford. They escaped against, uh, you know, Arizona State, too. Uh, so, and then after that, I think that uh, Oregon uh, right there is going to be uh, your last team at, at number six. 
I might have like skipped or yeah. You said four for Washington. I was like, wait, I think one, you named five two, teams two. in your top four, but yeah, we, we hear we, where you're coming from. Yeah, just pump so, everyone yeah. back a little bit. It's uh, like the same teams as Neil, but flip. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, just gonna Neil's be this. Got, it's gonna be the six teams that you see on the screen. Neil's got Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, Ohio. State. I can't put Michigan at two. They haven't played nobody. That's interesting. And then Oregon. Okay. Okay. Wade, who are your top six? All right. Number one, I'm going to go with Georgia. I think that they locked that up with the big victory over Florida. I think they'll add on with the win against Missouri. Uh, number two, I'm actually going to go with Ohio State. I'm not too big on them. You know, I did have Michigan as my preseason number two. But Ohio State has the win over Notre Dame that people are forgetting about. And they also have the win over Penn State. So I think that's enough to get them over Michigan who I'm going to slot at number three. Um, really no fault to their own. They just haven't played anybody yet, but I think they passed the eye test. Number four, I'm going to go with Florida State. They are undefeated, but they've kind of been up and down. Um, I'm not so sure they could beat a team like LSU right now. I think this team has got to get back on track, um, and I don't think they passed the eye test. But it's enough to get into the initial uh, top four. And then number five, I would put Washington. Kind of like um, Florida State, you know, they're undefeated. They have a couple big wins. But to me right now, they're not passing the eye test. But if they keep winning, obviously, they'll make the playoff. And then uh, to round out the six, uh, I'll give it to to Texas. Um, You could go with Oregon as well. Uh, You know, two decent one-loss teams. Yeah, and that Texas, I mean, both losses for Oregon and Texas were, were close, like last, last, literally last second place. I, I think the committee's could, probably going to have Texas over Oregon because of the, of the Alabama win by itself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so mine's very similar. It's kind of hard to be any different right now. Uh, <laughs> Georgia won. Just, I mean, Georgia's been playing, they've been dominating SEC opponents. We'll see how they play against Missouri. I said I think I want Missouri. I want Missouri to win. Will it happen? Probably not. Uh, number two, I'm going to slot in Florida State, may, mostly based on that LSU win, uh, based on how LSU is playing now. Um, and then, you know, their strength of schedule has been a little harder than Michigan, right? So uh, at three, I'm going to go Ohio State. Uh, they they beat Penn State, who is a top ten team. Michigan, once again, has not played anybody. Both are undefeated, uh, which that'll change here in a couple weeks. Um, Number four, Washington. Uh, I like the Huskies. I like what Michael Penix is doing. Uh, I have them in my final playoff rankings, uh, Mm -hmm. running the table, really. Uh, So give me – you know, they've had some dicey games, some close ones. Um, But I'm going to go Washington at four. Five is where I slide in Michigan purely based on strength schedule. Um, they just we've we've all said it. They haven't played anybody, um, and you I guess you can't fault them. You could fault their scheduler ten years ago when they made the schedule, uh, mm-hmm. but I mean they didn't know who how it was going to shape up. But they got Penn State and Ohio State coming up, so they have their chance to prove themselves. And at six, I'm going to go Oregon um, because I think the committee is going to look at each team how they're looking now, Texas does not have Bo Nix. Oregon had, or I'm sorry, Texas does not have Quinn Ewers. Oregon has Bo Nix. Oregon looks better on a paper standpoint, even though they both have one loss, uh, close games. But Oregon has continued to blow out teams. Oregon just I mean, destroyed Texas, Utah. 
yeah, Texas barely beat Houston. Um, and then last week they it was a close one for I think the first half. No, it wasn't. They've destroyed BYU. Never mind. Wrong game. Um, and yeah, like you said, I, I identical scores. Texas beat BYU 35 to 6. Oregon beat Utah 35 to 6. Difference is Utah's it's ranking. More impressive to beat Utah 35 to 6. The state of Utah was in shambles this weekend, apparently, in college football. Um, uh, so that that's my top six. We got Georgia, Florida State, uh Ohio State, Ohio State, Washington, Michigan, and Oregon. So I'm sure it's going to change. We saw Niels. Anybody else in the comments, let us know what they are. Um, I got to give my flowers to Georgia Tech, though. Another upset over North Carolina and Drake May. You saw him take down Miami in the no-kneel game. And then this one just out of the blue, Georgia Tech showed up and put bread to butter. It's like, hey, we're rocking and rolling. So sneaky good win by them. Um Let's look at some games going forward, though. Much-watched games. We picked our LSU-Bama. Uh, Kansas State and Texas in a battle really in the Big 12. Um, I think how many Kansas State, let's see here. Uh, I think they only have one loss. No, they have two. I'm sorry. Uh, but still, Oklahoma, Kansas State, Texas are kind of your tops in the Big 12 right now. Um, what do you what – Texas still doesn't have Quinn Ewers. So is this a sneaky upset from Kansas State here, guys? What do y'all think? Quick picks here. Uh, I'm going to stick with Texas in this one. I think they still have the better football team, and I think it's going to set up for a Red River rivalry uh, rematch in the other Dallas stadium. Okay. Okay. Tyler, what you think? Man, this is a tough one. I mean, two weeks ago, I mean, the, these two teams just faced off against Houston, and Texas barely survived. And on Saturday, Kansas State won forty-one yeah. to nothing. They absolutely scores off of them. So, you know, not having Quinn Ewers has been tough. You know, they're able to beat BYU. Uh, BYU is five and two. I think that they're going to be a solid. They're going to be in, in a bowl team. Uh, but man, Kansas State, that defense, if it can travel, I think that this is going to be a tough matchup. Uh, so give me Kansas State. Give me the upset. I think that K State uh, is ready to, to shake up the Big 12 race. Uh, and I think that they get the job done. I want some absolute chaos to happen. Me too. So Barry. please too. hurry up on this upset. So I'm going to root for one. Give me K State. The chaos creator is uh, he's he, I'm, my spidey senses are tingling. Your, here. your crystal yes, ball. Yes, I, I have my crystal ball. I'm looking into it, <laughs> and I see a Kansas State upset. Up, uh, Kansas State <laughs> upset. Uh, and we get to our first look at Arch Manning, and he sucks. Um, oh. Texas A&M, Ole Miss. <laughs> Who do y'all got? I got to go Ole Miss in this one. I think Ole Miss is going to set up a top 10 game next week against uh, Georgia. And I think that uh, the Rebels defense is starting to look really good, too. Okay. Tyler, are they right? I almost thought of this as my best bet. So I think that Ole Miss, you get them at home. You know, Texas A&M's defense, uh, you know, we'll give them problems, but it's going to be the Quinson Juckin show. I think that he's going to cover that that defense. So, so. Yeah, I think that Ole Miss wins this one and sets up a, a real good showdown between next week. I think that Ole Miss could really shake up the SEC race with a win uh, next week in Athens. That's going to – yeah, I'm picking Ole Miss to win this one as well. I really want Texas A&M to win, but I'm going <laughs> Ole Miss. Um, and it's going to be – it's going to be a top-10 matchup, I think. Ole Miss and Georgia, it's going to be a prime time, 230 SEC. Uh, what are their names? Uh 
Gary Daniels and um, Gary uh, Danielson, Danielson and Musburger. That, no. What? Who the hell? He retired. Uh, oh, he was the perv that was sitting on. <laughs> you tried in 2013. I hate them so much. I haven't even learned their names, Tyler. Okay. Um, hey, this is I your might... last game that you have to deal with them because you already locked yourself in. If you go, they're to... getting banished to the yeah. Big Ten, and they're gonna have to go do Oregon versus Rutgers. Finally, yep. finally. Uh, Missouri, Georgia, another big SEC matchup. I think we all agree on the dogs. Yeah, so. roll the dogs. Yeah, and then this one looked great at the beginning of the season. It was going to be probably a top five, but uh, not not so much anymore. Washington versus USC. Uh, I think it's got the – it definitely has the opportunity for Washington to score a billion points. Now it's a matter of fact if USC can, uh, they they can definitely score with them. But with how they've been struggling against weaker opponents, give me Michael Penix, man. I mean, big Penix energy all day. Not yeah. so fast. I'm oh. gonna call the upset. Okay. USC gets back on track in a shootout and dashes the Pac-12's uh, goodbye hopes of uh, making the playoff on their way out as a conference. I think that uh, we'll see Oregon and Washington have to play again, and it's just going to be a convoluted mess. And uh, this knocks out the Pac-12. Okay. Okay. I mean, the over/under set right now at seventy-six. So take that as you will. Uh, That's like gonna... three of the NFL games combined this week. <laughs> there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of points scored. Like you mentioned, you know, both of these teams have struggled. Uh, I think that it's going to be like a fifty-two to forty-nine type of game. I agree with Wade. I know I picked Washington to make the playoff, but screw it. Give me chaos. USC gets it done. <laughs> they still could make the playoff if well, it's yeah. a close loss, but. Yeah, they would have to go two and zero against Oregon. I don't know if that's. And they have happen. some tough road trips, you know, with Oregon State coming up. So I, yeah. I think the Pac-12, you know, Oregon is probably looking like the front runner. The way that Washington, I don't know. I think that the Pac-12 and the Big Twelve might play itself out. Well, I love it. I was gonna about to hit the upset pick alerts, but we just gave a bunch of them. I mean, are there any left to give? There's one more. One more. That's okay. a little peculiar. Kansas well, hold on, just hold on, hold on. Hold on. Not, Cue the not, hold on. Now I have permission. Okay. Yes, that is how go. <laughs> As you know, Kansas pulled off the upset against oh. Oklahoma and entered the top 25, yet they're dogs on the road against Iowa State. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you call this an upset, but I'm definitely taking Kansas and that one, but they're three-point dogs. Okay, so Kansas to win that one. Uh, and I like Tyler's but, pick earlier, Arizona. I think Arizona could beat UCLA as well in Pac-12 after dark. That was my original upset pick. I understand they are that back to Kansas. They're three point dogs, but they're ranked. So I don't know if that could classify. I mean, Iowa State right now is like four and one in the in the Big Twelve. So I mean, Big Twelve's sake, that would be an upset. You know what? We'll give it to. Them. I'm okay. just going with what Vegas says. It's it's Vegas. But I gave you my big upset. That would be Southern Cal beating Washington. All right. Tyler, you, you going with your Arizona over UCLA? No, 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 no. I'm sticking in the Big 12. Are you ready for this? Okay. Let's hear I'm it. knocking Let's this hear. team out the playoff race. Give me Ollie Gordon and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. It is going to be absolute bedlam. Give me <laughs> Oklahoma State to pull off the upset. Oklahoma, bye-bye. Your chances are over.
And true, that game might not happen going forward. So, yeah. Gotta this get is it. a rivalry game. It is. Uh, I, love I don't Bedlam. know what it's called. Bedlam. Bedlam. Oh. Duh. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Bedlam. Here we go. Oh, uh, I don't know what that means. So, uh, oh, I'm looking. Come on, give me the passion. Give me chaos. I'm looking. I was going to say Texas A&M over Ole Miss, but that just doesn't. What about Miami losing to North Carolina State Hold on, on the road? I got one for you. They they haven't played anybody. They've got no signs to steal. Give me Purdue take it down the Wolverines. <laughs> They're 32 point favorite. Michigan's a 32 and a half point favorite, but they don't have the signs. Give me Purdue and I don't even know their quarterback's name. Uh, uh they have a two and a half percent chance of winning. Hudson Card's going to march into the big house, and he's going to take down J.J. McCarthy, wipe him off the Heisman watch, which is an absolute joke, by the way. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh is going to the NFL after this game. He's quitting Chargers. Morning. Send him to the Chargers. And Purdue is pulling off the upset. They've done it in the past against Ohio State. They always come out of nowhere. Yeah, and Michigan probably gave Purdue signs in that game. <laughs> exactly. So give me Purdue. <laughs> And to, to take down Connor Stallions and the Michigan Wolverines this coming weekend. Um, that's is that enough energy for you, Tyler? Did you like that one? I love it. Neil likes Missouri over Georgia. That's I like that one too. That's, that's heart, true. Neil. That's heart. That's a sneaky one. So pure passion. Um, let's see. I think that wraps up our college football talk. Um we can mention that it's a shame that J.J. McCarthy is leading the Heisman race. That's absolute BS. Jane Daniels, give it to him. It's just if he plays good against Alabama. If they beat Bama, you might as well just hand him the trophy. I mean, that's his chance, right? That, that's exactly how it's going to happen. So uh, let's get to our everyone's favorite segment of the week with NASCAR Neil. I've got the sound for him. Here we go. Start you! I like it. I like it. <laughs> I, I forgot that we had it. I haven't played it in a while. Uh, I think we're going to have NASCAR Neil join us at the end of next week's show to recap the championship. Um, so there, he had some Xfinity race news uh, this week, and they had an overtime restart after a 20-minute red flag. There was a little bit of an incident between teammates Hill and Creed Um Creed needed to win this one to advance, and Hill had a small points cushion. On the last lap, Creed hits him on a bump and run, um, hits Hill on a bump and run that results in Hill getting up the track, causing a wreck. This results in Creed and Alger, who was in third, to battle down the front stretch with Alger getting it by .03 of a second. I mean, that's, that's a photo finish if I've ever heard one. With this situation, Hill was eliminated. Uh, uh, with Custer getting by him on points. So the, the team's owner, Richard Childress, called out Creed for being, quote, the stupidest driver to ever race for him, <laughs> along with the team's president going up to Creed and yelling at him in the face post-race for causing Hill to be eliminated. Uh, Creed has announced he's leaving the organization. So Yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> Uh, and then back into the cup race points, uh, Blaney got the win today and punched his ticket to the championship four for the first time. 
uh, William Byron got to, got the last spot on points, and it ended up eliminating Neil's buddy Martin Truex Jr. Um, this is the youngest championship of forever uh, to to compete. Um, the race played out as most short tracks do in the next gen era, with minimal passing throughout a run where pit road plays a huge role. Um, so Truex was cutting it close there at the end, but ended up not getting it. Uh, and had he had to do a pit pass, and therefore he didn't no longer uh, advance. And uh, I'm trying to see, uh, I lost my spot. Oh, his pick for next week. Neil's official pick for the championship next week is Mr. Blaney, Ryan Blaney, uh, to, to go off back-to-back second-place finishes um, and therefore take the win next week. But he says B- Mr. Byron will be someone to watch because he won there in the spring. So we'll have Neil come on at the end of next week's show to recap that championship, of course, after we recap the LSU win over Alabama. Um <laughs> I want to end the show on a on a sad note. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Matthew Perry and his family. He unfortunately passed away um, this weekend. Favorite friends moment? Y'all got one to to throw it off to end the show. There's too many. I know Chandler Bing. He was an icon. It's uh it was tough to see that Saturday night. So I I just think of the uh, all the laughs that that he's had. And someone said Gunther greeted him with a cup of coffee. Uh, so that that was a nice little touch on that. So. Uh, let's root for chaos this week. Let's get some upsets. Let's get some LSU wins, some Purdue, uh, Oregon State, Arizona. I mean, the list goes on and on of who we want to see win. Uh, so we appreciate you watching this week's show, listening to this week's show. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Gentlemen, do we have anything else from the nope, sports world? That's a wrap. Okay. Uh, go Rangers. I can't believe I just said that. And go Tigers. Catch y'all next week.